Welcome to the Whiskers and Winks podcast, where we tell imaginative tales for kids and the kid at heart. I'm Teresa, and I'm so glad you could join us today. Each week, we'll post a story or two we hope will make your imagination soar. And this week's story is quite the high-flying adventure. It's an original written by me, Teresa, and features a young farm girl, a daring pilot, and a big red balloon. Here is our story, Up in the Air. Nancy had never seen anything like it. She stared up in wonder at the huge hot air balloon descending before her. It was a bright red against the clear blue sky. People had come from all over in their wagons and carts to see the new invention, while others had ridden horses or, like Nancy and her Uncle Jeb, walked many miles. When Nancy had seen the advertisement in town two weeks ago saying the lady and her balloon would be arriving today, she had begged her Uncle Jeb to take her to see it. Uncle Jeb was always one to enjoy a good time, and Nancy knew he'd find the balloon exciting, too. Of course, Uncle Jeb had had to convince Mama and Papa to let them have the day off of working on the farm. But in the end, Nancy's mother had sent her off with a kiss on the cheek and told Uncle Jeb to have Nancy home by dinner time. It had been a long walk over the countryside from their farm to the field outside their small prairie town, but it had been worth it. The balloon was high above them, and as the crowd cheered, Nancy saw the woman inside the balloon's basket lean out and give them a wave. With a skill Nancy didn't understand, the woman managed to land the balloon on the ground. The gathered people rewarded her with enthusiastic applause. The woman stepped out of the basket, and sweeping the straw hat from her head, bowed to the crowd. Beside Nancy, Jeb clapped along and leaned down to say, That is incredible! It's amazing, Nancy agreed. Ladies and gentlemen, the woman said, thank you for coming. My balloon has traveled many, many miles to be here with you today, and for only one dollar, you too can experience what it's like to fly. The crowd erupted in excited chatter, and numerous people hurried forward to try to get to the front of the line, quickly forming before the woman. Everyone, it seemed, wanted to ride in the woman's beautiful balloon. Nancy felt inside her dress pocket. It was empty but for the slices of bread and cheese her mother had wrapped in a cloth for her and her uncle that morning. She looked up at Uncle Jeb, but he shook his head, his hands in his empty pockets. There would be no ride in the beautiful balloon for them today. Still, Nancy was happy to just be there to see the wondrous sight. She and Uncle Jeb settled themselves on a couple of stacked crates and watched as the balloon took two to three people up in the air at a time. The woman would greet them with a smile, invite them to get into the basket, and with a tug on one of her many ropes, a huge flame would spout from under the balloon and it would lift gracefully into the air. The red balloon would soar higher and higher, and all the while the woman would be pulling on her ropes with a wide smile and not a care in the world. The line to board the balloon's basket was long, and before the line was even halfway through, Nancy had taken the bread and cheese from her pocket. As they ate, Uncle Jeb pointed up to the woman. She reminds me of the pictures and books I've seen of sailors or even pirates working the ropes and rigging in big sailing ships on the sea. I suppose flying in a hot air balloon would be a bit like sailing a ship. I bet she's had some great adventures traveling in that balloon. Nancy finished her meal and sat back on the crate. I wonder what it would be like to be up so high. Do you think we could see our farm from up there? Maybe, Uncle Jeb answered. It'd have to be pretty high up there to see that far, though. As the afternoon neared its end, the last pair of riders began to descend in the balloon, and Nancy felt her tummy grumble once more. 
Well, we should probably go if we're going to get back in time for dinner, Uncle Jeb told her. As the last people stepped out of the basket, laughing and thanking the woman for the balloon ride, Nancy and Jeb hopped down from the crate and turned to leave. You don't want to ride in my balloon? Nancy turned to see the woman was tying her balloon down to a stake in the ground and looking right at them. Uncle Jeb took off his hat and answered, I'm sorry, ma'am, but we didn't bring any money. Thanks all the same, though. It was a fair treat to see such a wondrous sight. The woman nodded and put her hands on her hips. "'Tis a shame, for you spent all afternoon waiting and watching." Nancy noticed Uncle Jeb's cheeks turned pink. "'We're very grateful to have gotten to see it, but we best head home. We don't want to be late for dinner, and it's a long walk.' "'Where do you live?' the woman asked. Uncle Jeb pointed to the grove of trees to their right. "'East some four miles or so.' "'East, you say?' the woman said, a grin coming to her lips. "'That is good to hear.' Uncle Jeb bobbed his head to the woman before putting his cap back on. Like I said, we enjoyed watching your lovely balloon, ma'am. Thanks for the show. Have a good night. Why walk when you can fly? The woman gestured to her balloon. After all, we wouldn't want you to be late for dinner. But we don't got any money to pay you, Nancy said. The woman shrugged with a grin. This ride is free. Besides, the breeze is from the west, and I'll be heading east anyway. I can drop you off on my way. Nancy gasped and grabbed Uncle Jeb's hand. Oh, please, Uncle Jeb, can we? Uncle Jeb looked between Nancy and the woman. Well, we wouldn't want to impose. Not in the slightest, the woman assured him. I'm heading over toward Carverston anyway, so you're right along my way. Uncle Jeb squeezed Nancy's hand and gave her a grin. Well, all right then, let's go. Nancy and Uncle Jeb hurried into the balloon's basket while the woman untied it from the stakes. Nancy could barely contain her excitement. She looked up and found herself gazing inside the big red balloon. It was like looking into a bright red cave. Uncle Jeb took Nancy's hand again and leaned down to look in her eyes. You're sure about this, Nan? Nancy nodded with a big smile. I'm so happy! The woman hopped into the basket and stuck out her hand to Uncle Jeb. Name's Agatha Merrimont, by the way. Jeb Forrester, he replied as he shook her hand. And this is my niece, Nancy Tomlin. Miss Merrimont held out her hand to Nancy, and Nancy shook it with a giddy giggle. Thank you so much for letting us ride in your balloon, Miss Merrimont. You're very welcome, Miss Merrimont answered. Are you ready to go? Both Nancy and Uncle Jeb gave her happy nods, so Miss Merrimont set about turning some dials on the big metal thing that had made the flame earlier. How does it work exactly? Uncle Jeb asked Miss Merrimont. Miss Merrimont was turning another dial. Gas. The burner burns the gas, producing hot air which fills the balloon and sends it up into the sky. She gave them a wink and the flame blasted from the burner. Nancy could feel the heat on her face. And just like that, she felt the basket shift beneath her feet. And they were suddenly lifting slowly but steadily into the air. Nancy leaned over the side of the basket to take a look. The ground so close before was drawing away from her, and all the trees and buildings around were getting smaller and smaller. I can hardly believe it, Uncle Jeb laughed beside her. This is amazing! They turned to see Miss Merrimont was already busy pulling on the ropes and adjusting the dials on her burner. You can steer it, can't you? Uncle Jeb asked her. She gave a laugh. I certainly hope so! She gave another rope a tug and leaned back against the basket with a smile. The breeze will do most of the work, pushing us eastward, but I can make some adjustments to our journey as needed. 
And you travel in this everywhere? Miss Marmont patted the balloon basket. I do. I used to be a school teacher, but when I read about these balloons a few years ago, I decided I wanted to do something a little more adventurous than teaching. So I learned how to fly. Where have you been? Nancy asked. Miss Marmont screwed up her face as she tried to remember. Oh, I've been lots of places. Let's see. Paris, London, New York, Denver, Bangkok. Anywhere and everywhere I can get to, I guess. Uncle Jeb laughed and leaned back against the basket. I haven't even been more than 50 miles from here before, and you've pretty much traveled the world. Well, not the whole world. Not yet, anyway, Miss Marmont replied. Is it sometimes dangerous? Nancy asked. What do you do in a storm? Oh my, yes, it can be dangerous, Miss Marmont answered. I keep a weather eye out for storms and try to make sure I'm watching the wind to see if it's going to shift or become gusty. But sometimes things happen very quickly. Once, when I was in Egypt, a sandstorm practically came out of nowhere. I barely had time to set the balloon down and bundle it up before the storm hit. That sounds awful, Nancy said. It wasn't much fun, Miss Marimont said. But I'll tell you, it was an experience I'll never forget. Nancy leaned over the basket once more and gasped. Uncle Chip, look! There below them was the town, only it looked more like a dollhouse version of the town she'd known her whole life. Mercy, Uncle Jeb replied. It's all so small. And look how far we can see, Nancy pointed to where the hills to the north ran along the horizon. Isn't that where Grandma and Grandpa used to live? Uncle Jeb gave a whistle and shook his head. Sure is. That's where I grew up. Never would have expected to see it like this. Nancy looked in constant amazement at all there was to see. It was the most incredible experience. Everywhere she looked, there were new things to see. Even things she'd seen a hundred times before, like the Rabbit Run River or her best friend Lulu's farm, all looked new and different from the sky. Best of all was when the sun began to set. It was like a slow explosion of light and color in the west that they could see spread out over the countryside. Everything was bathed in gold and then orange and pink and finally purple. Meanwhile, the first stars in the sky began to appear. They almost seemed so close you could touch them. Uncle Jeb gave Miss Marimont directions to their farm as they flew. Just as the sun disappeared behind the distant horizon, she began to make the balloon slowly descend back down toward the earth. The last light of the day was ebbing in the sky as the basket touched down gently on the edge of the wheat field that bordered their farm. That was incredible, Miss Marimont, Uncle Jeb said as he helped Nancy hop out of the basket. We can't thank you enough. Yes, Nancy added. It was the most amazing thing I've ever done! Thank you, thank you! Miss Marimont shook their hands once more before closing the door in the basket. You are both very welcome, and I was very pleased to get to ride with you. I hope I've gotten you home in time for dinner, and look, it would seem they have been waiting for you both. Nancy turned to see her mother and father and little brother and sister coming out of the farmhouse and hurrying toward them. I hope we meet again, Miss Marimont told Nancy and Uncle Jeb as she adjusted the knobs on the burner. The flame burst forth once more and the balloon lifted from the ground. She gave them a final wave and smiled. May you always find adventures wherever you go. I will, Nancy promised. Goodbye and thank you. As they waved goodbye to the flying balloon and its pilot, Nancy's little brother ran up beside her, his eyes wide. What is that, Nan? That, Nan said with pride, 
is our friend Miss Merrimont and her wonderful flying balloon. The End We hope you enjoyed Nancy's adventure in our story, Up in the Air. If you liked it, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and a new Whiskers and Wings story will appear in your favorite podcast player every Thursday. I think hot air balloons like the one in our story are pretty amazing. Do you think you'd like to fly in one? Or would that feel kind of scary? Some people love doing things like that, and others feel more comfortable on the ground, and that's okay too. If you could design a hot air balloon of your own, what would it look like? If you draw it out and want to send it to us, ask an adult to help you share your drawing with us either through our email, whiskersandwingspodcast at gmail.com, or social media, where they can find us on Instagram at whiskersandwingspodcast, on Twitter at whiskerwingpod, or on our website, whiskersandwingspodcast.com. Until next time, keep using your imagination. Whiskers and Wings podcast was created, recorded, and edited by Teresa Sales, theme music by Ruth Richmond.